and good coffee, everybody. Hey, it's time for some morning coffee with Larry, and I'm glad that you are here to join with me today because it's the best day of the week. It's Friday. Yes, I love my Fridays. It means the weekend is here, and this is a long weekend for me. We uh, In the federal government, we are remembering and celebrating Columbus Day, and uh, and so we get Monday off. And I don't know whether there's going to be a podcast on Monday or not. I may sleep in, but if I don't, I will be right here with my fresh cup of coffee and you'll be able to join me. I'm going to let that just be a surprise. (laughs) Uh, Today could have been a sleep-in morning. Uh, Got to bed late. We were watching a couple of... of, uh, Shows on uh, Netflix. No, it wasn't. It was Disney Plus. She said, <coughs> and the uh, um, the one that we ended up watching. You know, I was ready to go to bed, and then it started. And it was about the uh, uh, back in two thousand nine when um, the uh, United U.S. Air U.S. Air flight that uh, was leaving uh, LaGuardia Airport, in New York. And it had it ran into a flock of geese flying, and it knocked out the engines, and uh, it had to land on the Hudson River. This was a real cool documentary because um, they had people that were, of course, playing the the roles um, in it, but it wasn't done quite like a movie. It was very much done um, in the documentary format, but they had the real people that were describing it. And I tell you, it was something. If you if you have Disney Plus, watch it. It's only about forty five minutes long, but it definitely delayed me going to bed last night. <laughs> oh, and if you uh, uh, some of you you uh, you pick these up. Um, from um, uh, these these recordings, these this podcast from your podcast distributor, you know, like iTunes or uh, <clears throat> uh, whether it be iTunes or um, you know other uh, podcasting services, or you. Uh, but if you ca- or if you catch it from my my personal Facebook page, but if you tune in on the. Uh, um, Morning Coffee with Larry Facebook page. I did a little uh, video last night, uh, just sitting out on the back porch. So if uh, uh, if you uh, go out there, you can you can watch that. Just had the urge to do a little recording just about the evening. Wasn't a Bible study, just about the evening. <coughs> Pardon me. Well, tell you what. Let's go ahead and jump into today's. Um, study here. Again, we are using the devotional uh, Jesus Calling, Enjoying Peace in His Presence by Sarah Young. And if you're following along in your own, we are on January 11th uh, of this. But it's not. It is October 9th, 2020, as far as our date. <laughs> okay, here's how it goes. Again, it uh, it's written in the first person as if Jesus was talking. Hold on, let me get a sip of coffee again. Trust me, by relinquishing control, 
into my hands. Let go and recognize that I am God. This is my world. I made it and I control it. Yours is a responsive part in the litany of love. I search among my children for receptivity to me. Guard well this gift that I have planted in your heart. Nurture it with the light of my presence. When you bring me prayer requests, lay them or lay out your concerns before me. Speak to me candidly. Pour out your heart. Then thank me for the answers I have set into motion long before you can discern results. When your requests come to mind again, continue to thank me for the answers that are on your way. If you keep stating your concerns to me, you will live in a state of tension. When you thank me for how I am answering your prayers, your mindset becomes much more positive. Thankful prayers keep your focus on my presence and my promises. I really, really like this devotional today, this writing. Again, we're continuing on this, this theme of trust at this point. And I do. I really like it. There's several key points. Starts off with, trust me by relinquishing control into my hands. It reminds me of a story I've, I've used in counseling where there's a little child um, who uh, has a broken toy and he comes up to his grandpa and says, Grandpa, you can fix anything. Will you fix this? And so the grandpa looks at the toy and says, yeah, I'm pretty sure I can fix this. Here, just give it to me. And so the child hands grandpa the toy and grandpa starts fixing it. And the little child says, no, no, no. And he starts to grab it back and say, no, you got to fix it this way. It's like, that's okay. I know how to do this. You let me fix it. And he starts putting the pieces back the way it should be. And the child says, no, 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 you're not doing it the right way. And this goes back and forth a few times until the grandpa says, okay, here it is. You fix it then. And the child says, but grandpa, you said you were going to fix it. I thought you loved me. And the grandpa pulls the child up onto his lap and says, of course I love you. I love you very, very much. But if you want, to want me to fix this, you got to let me have it so I can. How many times do you and I do this exact same thing with God? We want God to fix it, but we want him to fix it our way. Like our way is working. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like uh, uh, the, my favorite line from Dr. Phil. So how's that been working for you? If it's not working for you, if you're not fixing it, let God and then trust God that he's going to do it. He will do it in his way because he knows how to fix it. 
If it if he could fix it doing it your way, you would have fixed it beforehand. You wouldn't have had a need to ask him because it was within your power and ability. Trust me by relinquishing control into my hands. How? Let go and recognize that I am God. This is my world. I made it. I control it. Wow. I guess that's true, isn't it? God made the world. God controls the world. We don't see what's taking place. It's kind of like um, if there is a secret mission going on, you don't know what's going on because it's secret. It's not where you can see it. Doesn't mean it's not happening. You know, it's kind of like uh, um, if, oh, I don't know, if the FBI is doing a sting operation or something to catch a bad guy. They don't want the bad guy to know about it. They're going to put it into practice, put in their, their operation. You just don't know about until later when there's the results. You know, they've been uh, finding all these missing kids all around the country. And the federal government is working with local uh, state and uh, law enforcement. And they're finding kids that have been trafficked. Human trafficking. Do you think they just knock on a door randomly and stumble upon it? No, there are things going on and no one may believe that anything's happening till it happens. So that kind of, I guess that really applies to a later thing. But let me continue on. Um, Your response is part of the litany of love. Now, there are some church bodies that will do a a litany. And a litany typically, uh, a responsive one, is where the... uh, the pastor or the priest reads a phrase and the congregation responds back. A lot of times it's done with the book of Psalms. Uh, so the, the, the pastor starts off with the first part of a, of a verse and then the congregation does the second part. And it goes back and forth and back and forth. So what she has here in describing it is... Um, your response part, or you, yours is a response, responsive part in the litany of love. God loves us so much. Go back to John 3.16. God loves us so much that he gave his only begotten son. He loves us so much. And what we have is in this litany of love, God does an action or response and we are an action and then we do a response back and says i search among my children for receptivity to me he's looking for those of us who are responsive to this litany to this back and forth Guard well this gift that I have planted in your heart. Nurture it with the light of my presence. In essence, what she's suggesting, and I would agree with it, God made it a part of each and every one of us to be 
responsive in this litany of love. He's placed that gift inside of us. The working of the Holy Spirit allows for that. It's a part of sanctification. So guard this well. Nurture it with the light of my presence. You know, a gift can become lost. A gift can become rusty. A gift can be, you know, if it's unused. When we invite and and re and 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 gosh, I'm losing my words. That's crazy. When we are welcoming of the presence of Jesus into our life more and more, this responsiveness becomes more and more a normal practice. Now, here's an interesting one going to. When you bring me prayer requests, lay out your concerns before me. Speak them candidly. Pour out your heart. I like that. God wants us to come to him. Bring to us, bring to him your pain. Bring to him your heartache, bring to him your needs, bring to him your wants, bring to him your prayer requests for other people, for yourself, and lay them out. Then thank me for the answers that I have set in motion long before you can discern the results. This is kind of going back to what I was saying about the the operations to rescue the children. You don't see what's going on, but it's it's taking place. It'll happen in its proper time. So in, so thank then thank God. Thank Jesus for the results that he has set into motion long before you can discern the results. So again, continuing on in in the 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 person of Jesus here. When your requests come to mind again, continue to thank me for the answers that are on their way. So this is kind of an act of faith. You don't see that the prayers have been answered. You don't see necessarily anything that's taking place. So if you keep going to him, asking for it, then you know it's it's kind of like, well, you're not doing it, God, so let me remind you. Let me remind you of what's going on here. You're supposed to be answering these prayers. <clears throat> what she suggests is, when your requests come to mind again, continue to thank me for the answers that are on their way. Listen to this. If you keep on stating your concerns to me, you will live in a state of tension. I see that all the time. Things are not going the way that a person wants. And they keep, you know, asking a spouse, asking a child, asking a friend, asking a boss. They keep asking, asking, asking. They're not seeing the results. The tension builds up. Now, those are the things that, you know, are able to be done by people. Now let's go to the things that can't. We're asking God. And we keep asking and we keep asking and we keep asking. Do you see how that can turn into where a person's living in a state of tension? So here's the other, this is the suggestion. When you thank me, 
wait, when you thank me for how I am answering your prayers, your mindset becomes much more positive. See, what you're doing is you're taking your your thoughts away from what the needs are. You accept by faith that God is going to put into practice his plan. Because remember, he's sovereign. Remember, it's the idea that this is my world. I made it. I control it. Trust me by relinquishing control into my hands. Let go and recognize I am God. So when we make that prayer, then start being thankful for the answers and trust that in his timing, the right answer is going to come. May not be the answer I want, may not be the way that I want. But when you thank me for how I am answering your prayers, your mindset becomes much more positive. Thankful prayers keep your focus on my presence and my promises. I may have mentioned the other day. <clears throat> I th- yeah, I did. I was talking about uh, years ago, I went to a uh, Bible study that was led by, uh, not Bibles, it was a Sunday school class by Larry Brandt, who was the director of Christian education at St. John's in Effingham years ago. Um, and it's through that that particular Sunday school class and his teaching that whenever I'm asked to pray, just the spontaneous prayer, I always now start off with thanksgiving. I start off by thanking God for everything that I have. I don't go to what my request is. I thank him. And it's really changed my whole perception of prayers by starting off with the thanks thankfulness. So thankful prayers keep your focus on my presence and my promises. This is a good little one here. I really like this. Let's jump into some of the, the Bible verses. So the first one is Psalm 46, verse 10. Uh, I'm going to just scoot closer to the screen rather than put my glasses back on. It says, <clears throat> Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Yeah, that's just a statement of reality, isn't it? Be still. Settle yourself down. Just be still and know that I am God. We don't need to come to him in a state of desperateness. We may be desperate. But we need to come to him and be still. Know that I am God. How do we know that? I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. And he has been. And he will be more so. The next is Colossians verse 4. I'm sorry, chapter 4, verse 2. Boy, I'm kind of stumbling today. I think I need some prayers, people. Actually, I always do. Uh, There's, you know, in the uh, uh, Ten Commandments, there's, you know, we're not supposed to covet. Not supposed to covet your neighbor's wife, his, you know, his his possessions, you know, things like that. Tell you, there's one thing I do covet, and that is your prayers. We all need people praying for us, and I definitely pray or or, uh, covet your prayers. 
Okay, Colossians 4, verse 2. Continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. Continue steadfast in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. That second part, being watchful. Being watchful is you're looking for something. You're looking for the outcome. You're looking for the answer. You're looking for what you are anticipating. But it doesn't say continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful and having anxiety as to whether or not God is going to provide. No. It says being watchful in it with thanksgiving. You're still waiting for it, but have thanksgiving. Be thankful. The third is 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. And let's see, chapter 1, 3 and 4. There we go. His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him who calls us, who called us to his own glory and excellence, by which he has granted to us his, his precious and very great promises, so that through them you may become partakers in the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. There is a whole lot in these two verses, which is written out as one sentence. Okay, let's unpack this phrase by phrase. His, meaning God, his divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Okay, there we got a a clear statement. God's power, his holy power, his divine power, has granted to us, we believers, has granted to us things, all things, that pertain to life and godliness. If it pertains to our life, he's granted that to us. If If it pertains to our godliness, our ability to live in his will here on this earth, He's granted that because that's his will. That's what he wants. So his divine power is granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence. So how does this happen? Through the knowledge of him, through us knowing him, through us understanding you know, what he is allowing us to understand. We'll never be able to understand all of God. That's that's ridiculous. We are his creation. We are not his equal. We are simply the object of his love. Through the knowledge of him, and what did he do? Who called us to his own glory and excellence. He called us. He wanted us. He 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 wants us. He prepared. You know, when you think of a calling, two ways. One is, you know, it's like whenever supper's ready and your mom, you know, opens up the door and hollers, supper's ready, 
come on in, you know, calling. But then there's another type of calling, which is more like an appointment. You're being called to do something or to be something. Imagine a king in a throne room, and he calls the name of someone in his court and says, you know, I am calling you forward for this task. So through the knowledge of him who calls us to what? To his own glory and excellence. He's wanting us drawn closer to him to partake in that. Next part, by which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises. You know, he's called us to his glory and excellence. And now why? By which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises. Why? So that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature of his nature the things that he that's a part of him that he has allowed to be a part of humanity this is done through again through the sanctification process of god where he he instills in us these things as we are receptive to receive those not that we're doing anything other than saying yes god just just kind of like what uh mary did in that a reading from a prior one whenever Gabriel told her that she was, you know, uh, that she was expecting, that she was pregnant, that she was going to have a child that would be uh, the son of God. She didn't challenge it and say, no, you know, this isn't happening. You're mistaken, blah, 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 blah. She did say, how can this be? You know, I've never been with a man. I am unmarried. And But no, she, she said, yeah, your will be done. I accept this. So that through them you may become partakers in the divine nature. The closer we are in his presence, it helps with the next part. Having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. Sinful desire pulls us to it. It is an unfortunate part of our nature, our sinful nature. But God's not sitting there going, well, you messed up and so be it. No, he's making, has made and is working out in our daily lives the plan of drawing us closer and closer to his presence, being more and more receptive to him so that we spend more and more time truly in his nature. I like this one. I like this one. I apologize for stumbling over the words this morning, but I really like it. Um, I think that I'm going to incorporate aspects just into, um, you know, with my therapy sessions. Whenever I look here, um, you know, Thank me for the answers that have been set into motion long before you can discern the results. When your requests come to mind, continue to thank me for the answers that are on their way. 
If you keep on stating your concerns to me, you will live in a state of tension. But when you thank me for how I am answering your prayers, your mindset becomes much more positive. Thankful prayers keep your focus on my presence and my promises. I love that. That is just good stuff. All right. That is it for today. Make the most of it. Uh, and enjoy your weekend. If you do have a three-day weekend, enjoy it. Spend time with your family, with friends, with God. Um, uh, My wife has given me permission to spend most of my time uh, with God. And uh, in, in in a special task, we picked up my tractor from the repair shop. And after many dollars later... I drove it home last night. It was, um, I made good time. I made a lot better time than I thought. I made it home in less than an hour. It was, it's about a nine mile drive. But uh, uh, tonight after work, I'm hoping to get it hooked up uh, and uh, uh, to the mower. And the mower's all greased up. I probably need to do a little bit more greasing and lubing on the tractor. And this these next three days, I'm going to see how many acres I can mow. So you have a great one and we'll hopefully see you on Monday. All right. Take care. Bye-bye.